I like wilderness and stuff, and I like animals and not too many people. <laughs> so, so she had to convince me to go. I said, "Oh no, two days with people. <laughs> this is wilderness. I, I want to continue. I mean, just grab a package and go." And ah uh, no, and she said, "Yeah, you, you will love it." I said, "No, I won't." I said, <laughs> <laughs> But I did, and yeah, I we, wouldn't have missed it for the world. No, uh, afterwards. we, we yep. painted rocks. And, so you did? Uh, <laughs> oh, I did painted rocks, and uh, we we you chat a lot with the girls there. Yeah, chat with the girls. Uh. Welcome to the Hiking Through Podcast. I'm Erin Egan, and this podcast is about staying connected to the trails by pulling a seat up at the campfire and having a conversation about all things through hiking. You can find this episode and all previous episodes at hiking-through.com or on Apple Podcasts and all the other podcast places. Today's guest is Cookie Monster and Morningstar, known off-trail as Leanne and Andre Degel. They have covered a lot of miles in their 30-plus years of hiking. But even with all those miles on their legs, the Pacific Crest Trail tested them. In their new book, Six Months with Three Pair of Undies, they tell the story of that adventure. In this episode, we dig into the book, of course talking about those three pair of undies, the yin and yang of hiking as a couple, how heat stroke led them to hike differently in the desert, and the importance of hearing aids in rattlesnake country. Enjoy my conversation with Cookie Monster and Morningstar. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> and I guess <laughs> this is your this is your uh, maiden voyage, as you just told me. So, mm. so welcome. Thanks. Thank Thanks. You. We're glad you're having us. So, yeah. Yeah. glad to be here. Yeah. Well, and thank you for for sharing your book. I I dove into it, and I was I was fascinated with the different perspective. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, bring it a little closer to the camera. So that people can, uh, there, uh, there we go. Perfect. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Perfect. Uh, so, so it's for the people who are listening, the book is called six months with three pair of undies. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Typically, uh, we thought of it, it, yeah. it had to be a funny name yeah. and, um, a lot of the books that are out there are, are so, I don't know. Um, yeah, how do you say that? So, oh, I'm I'm so tired. Look at me. I'm desperate or whatever. Uh, but it, the trail can also be a lot of fun. And that's, so we were thinking of having a fun title. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and the undies show up a couple of times throughout. Like they're, they're an ongoing theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In, it was like, um, well, I don't know if you want to want to say something, but uh, it was like, um, yeah. As, as shall I say it? When we were thinking of what what we should bring, like what everybody else is doing when you go on a long hike, then it was like, uh, okay, we have to uh, basically cut down the weight. And yeah, shall we go uh, commando? That just no undies, <laughs> or shall we? Um, Take a couple of extras, and 
So that was a whole discussion. And, and so we thought, well, let's use that one for the, the title of the book, uh, because it also explains a bit on, on, on what you have to think about. Yeah. Even yeah. the smallest thing that you could think about, you have to, to wait and see if you want to have it or not in your backpack. So, mm. Yeah. You know, it's just a few grams. Well, it, it's funny that you say that because I have literally talked to somebody who essentially started the trail with undies or at least one pair, but without mm -hmm. coffee or without a stove to be able to make coffee. <laughs> and at a certain point in the trail, they were like, I'm giving up the undies in order to be able to make coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, yeah. can, I can relate to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you always have to try to to be uh yeah at a certain base weight and i think everybody has their own weight that they that they're aiming for i guess yeah yeah and also they have their own comfort zone so yeah yeah we thought about the undies i think it's good no. to have them but <laughs> with the coffee we just did a very yeah. little bit and only uh, this uh, simple uh how do you call it? Uh, soluble, uh, soluble coffee? Um, Dissolvable coffee? Yeah. Something like this. Something like <laughs> but you yeah. guys you guys also had a, a stove with you, right? Yeah, yeah. always. Yeah. 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 I think uh, a part of, of this trail and also of the adventure and being outside, it's it's also part is also nice to cook something, have something warm, uh, and, and enjoying yourself. And if you for me, leaving uh, the cooking, uh, yeah, don't cook at all. I don't think that's a good idea. Just no. eating a bar, it's not part of the fun. It's not part of hiking on the trail. I think enjoying in the evening is... Uh, you have to remember that, that we've been doing long distance hiking for 30 years or something, mm -hmm. something like that. So that's a long yeah. time. And, and we've tried almost anything you can think of uh, trying to get the weight down. But at some point... Um, on a specific topic that can be, I don't know, a sleeping bag or a quilt or whatever, or a, a stove, for instance. Um, and, and you hit something like a survival mode. Uh, do we want to do this or not, basically? And for everyone, everybody, uh, comfort zone is different. So um, we use bars and sometimes do not take a stove if we go on a weekend hike. Just very small pack, nothing in there, just long days and just enjoying the hike. But if you're going away for a very long time, then it's very essential that your mindset will be in the right shape. Besides your body, your mind has to be there um, and in, in, in the right shape. And what I mean by that is that you have to develop some sort of, um, yeah, every day. You, for us, it's like having a good meal in the morning. A good start of the day mm -hmm. get into a good mindset and then yeah, you do your hike and in the evening uh, i do some chores and she does the cooking she likes to cook and then we have mm -hmm. a nice evening dinner with a nice sunset or sometimes in the rain or whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like um if you have a sort of routine every day that'll help you through especially the dark moments that everybody has on a long distance hike and routines help and, and this is a nice one, just having a nice dinner and before you go to bed and uh, a nice moment to talk to each other about other stuff. And Yeah. 
did you guys ever try cold soaking at all? Yeah. <laughs> uh, cold soaking. Cold soaking. Uh, when you put your stuff and then just oh, uh, yes. just yeah. water, uh, <laughs> it just tastes like crap, basically. Yeah. <laughs> It works, it works. Uh, but it's, yeah, eating it's, for the calories. I think that's good. Yeah, 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 it's possible. And I think you can do it when you're in a, a hot climate, like in the desert. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is cold, and when when you have just had snow and, uh, and we're from the north, yeah. so and you just no. passed a, a very high pass, and you go to bed and you're freezing cold. You just want to have a warm meal and hot chocolate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who doesn't want to have a hot chocolate. <laughs> Uh, but we have an ultralight stove, though. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. We have different stove for different environments. So if we go yeah. in the high mountains, we take a different stove than, let's say, in a warm environment. Or uh, so it depends. So depend also depends on the altitude or or if fuel is available. Like in South America, uh, it's difficult to get gas cans. Or um, uh, some countries they don't want you to use alcohol. So we, we change a lot, but what we usually use is the ultralight titanium gas stove. Doesn't weigh a thing, and uh, it works fine. Yeah. And yeah. is that what you brought? Sorry? Is that what you brought with you on the PCT? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, we, well, we started we with alcohol. Yeah. We started with alcohol, and uh, because that's lighter even. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but then uh, we read about a uh, California fire permit when we got that one that uh, because of the extreme drought with all the wildfires and we're not used to that. So that was a new one for us, that that's a normal thing in the U.S. And so we started thinking that it, not, uh, that it was not a wise idea to make an open fire, basically, that you cannot put out. So uh, that's why we changed to mm-hmm. a uh, to gas, gas canister. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and speaking of the desert, I mean the the desert did a number on you, Andre. <laughs> yeah, I mean it yeah, it it, it uh, clobbered you, but good. Yeah, yeah, I had a heat stroke there. Yeah, that was yeah. scaring. So scary. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. It was really scaring that he just got a heat stroke, and I almost yeah. lost him already yeah, on, on the first day. On the first day. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, we were used to snow and high altitude and stuff like that, and we're totally comfortable there. But uh, for us, it was a um, yeah, it just came out of nowhere. It was I was sweating and I was drinking and I was like uh, okay, and suddenly I was dizzy and I was on the ground and I didn't even know I was on the ground. It was it was like yeah, for me it was like totally disorientating and vomiting and I don't know. You, you try to. To give me food and, and water and I it just threw, yeah. you know, threw everything out again. Yeah. yeah. And it was difficult because the, the rocks they were really hot mm-hmm. and there was no place to find a shade or anything. So she used her umbrella and um uh, to, to keep me in the shade and mm-hmm. um the hiking umbrella. And yeah, that helped a bit. And after a while I could go and mm-hmm. uh it was a bad judgment judgment call. Yeah, yeah. So even we, yeah, even that we trained on La Gomera to to get adjusted to the heat and to know what we needed. Still, uh, it came out of nowhere. It was still, yeah. even though you're prepared, you think you know everything, and still it can hit you as a, as a rock. Yeah, this heat uh, just came out of nowhere. I was yeah. just sweating, and one moment I felt totally normal, and, and the next moment 
I was on the ground. Uh, yeah, uh, that was that was that scared us a bit, and uh, it made us um, uh, change our way of hiking in the desert. It made yeah. us it made us think about how to do it differently. Um, and um, you know, we started with uh, what the other people do. Basically, you start in the morning and uh, get up early and start hiking, and then. Uh, but we changed it into starting really early in the morning, let's say at four or something. I think mm -hmm. four, maybe so yeah. sometimes three even. Yeah. So the desert is still cool, and and it's a sort of a uh, vicious circle. You you don't need as much water because it's cool. You don't sweat that much, and you get great sun uh, sunrises every day. And you see the stars and everything, so it's really beautiful. Uh, and you don't sweat, and, and by the time it's getting really hot, we take a long siesta like the Mexicans and the Spaniards do. And then uh, at around four, so we, we yeah, basically eat dinner uh, at noon, go to sleep, do nothing, and then start hiking again at around four or five, and then do the rest of the miles. And then your whole, your whole body is rejuvenated. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you 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 can hike a very long time if you if you want. Uh, and, and and we adopted it that uh, that way of hiking, and and we felt really comfortable with yeah. it. Yeah. How many yeah. miles were you doing a day? Or I, maybe I should rephrase that and say, how many miles were you then planning on doing in the morning, and then how many miles were you planning on doing after the siesta? After the siesta, it's usually about five miles, and before five, that, ten to max, maybe. Yeah. yeah, and before that, we did uh, ten plus. Uh, we only planned for fifty miles in the desert, so that we were not forced to to walk in the heat. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, sometimes we did more. So uh, sometimes we did it the, the whole way around. We just hiked through the night. Yeah, we also sometimes throw but that was, hike night, Yeah, but that was not that often. It's not nice to mm -hmm. hike through the night because then you have to find during the day a cool spot to sleep. So yeah, the but, desert was was yeah. um, was also the beginning of the trip. So what we always aim at uh, at the beginning of a long trip is not to start too too quick, not yeah. to do too many miles in the beginning. And so while everybody else was just averaging on 20 miles a day, and that's what they were planning, uh, we said, no, we just start with 15 a day. That, uh, it's, it's hot. Our body has to get used to this hiking every day, every day, every day, having less nutrition, or it just has to adjust. And although we did a lot of uh, training miles, it's still something you then have to do every day. And, and your body needs to adjust. It doesn't matter what kind of, if it's the PCT or or a hike here in Europe, it doesn't matter. Your body needs to adjust. And so we always start with a lower mileage than, than most people. But then later on, when our body is more comfortable, we just gradually increase uh, yeah. the mileage. And then at some point you hike around you know, 25, 30 a day or something. But that was yeah. more at the end when we were in Oregon and Washington. Yeah. So you guys did get up to doing 25 to 30 miles a day and yeah yeah yeah, yeah last year even on the PNT uh, that's what we did last year we did uh, in the beginning the same thing 15 miles a day roughly yeah and then at the later part when we're in yeah halfway Washington I think we were doing 26 25 sometimes mm -hmm. that's what we did on average those mm -hmm. days and we slowed it down again when we were in um, Olympic National Park, 
because there was just so much to see, basically. So we didn't want to do much miles because there's so much interesting to see there. So there's no need to just rush through it. You're there to see something, not to make miles. You're you're giving me hope. I uh... <laughs> why? Well, because I I was I I turned fifty this year, and I was supposed to do the PCT this year, but it didn't work mm -hmm. out. Um, but I was very concerned about doing the miles, and and particularly doing the miles beyond like fifteen or so, and how my mm -hmm. body would hold up, and whether I could sustain the higher mileage. Um, you know, even after getting the hiker legs and that kind of thing. And, and you're giving me hope that, that, that my body can do that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can do that. In the beginning yeah. you think, well, it's impossible, but, uh, yeah, you train along the way. And if you do it very slowly, your body gets adjusted. You don't get any, uh, physical problems. No. The persons who started with high mileage, like 20 miles a day from the beginning, they had to drop out because of injuries. Injuries, yeah, a lot yeah. of injuries. Uh, but also, the speed is also relevant. Um, if you just start earlier and then and take a lower, uh, slower pace, then there is not that much strain on your tendons and 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 certain muscle groups. Mm -hmm. So, in a slower pace, you can hike basically. A, well, maybe you at the end of the day you will get there a, a, an hour later. Mm -hmm. uh, who cares? I mean, it's it's pretty most of the time, and uh, take a lot of breaks. We usually take a break every hour or one and a half, yes. yeah. always to get our muscles, uh, give them rest. I mean, yeah. it's an engine, and it has to stop sometimes just to get a rest. And and if you do it in that way, then you can and, and let your body easily adjust. And then at some point, you just it's like turning on an engine and before you know it, uh, we're 55 and we do 26 miles a day. So no problems for you. <laughs> I I will remember you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I also don't think that I probably have the, the number of uh, hiking miles on my legs that you guys do either in general, just as a, as a general starting point. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, Never counted them. <laughs> oh, how many miles? Yeah. Well, I don't know. But the thing is, if you don't do anything for half a year, then you have to start all over again anyway. Yeah. 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 Because it's all gone. It's like if you go to um, people that do bodybuilding or whatever, if, if they're in the gym every day, then they look good. And if they sit on the couch for half a year afterwards, they have a big belly and, 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 and that's it. <laughs> and no, you have to train them um, every time, every time again. Yeah, yeah. So we start in about two months or something from now, I think. Yeah, when because we live in the north and it's always dark, so it's yeah, you can just hike a couple of hours and then it's getting dark again. But uh, we start as soon as the light is coming back. Um, we start training again for for hopefully our summer trip. Yeah, and that will be uh, somewhere in Europe this time, I think. Yeah. Was the PCT your first? long through hike or what have you in the states oh in the states, in the states. yeah in the states it was yeah. yeah in the states it was because yeah i i get the sense from reading your book that mm -hmm. the the culture around american through hiking is very different than the culture around 
<laughs> other countries through hiking. <laughs> uh, definitely, yeah. Yes, it was definitely. It was it was fun though, but it was really different. Yeah, it was really like a a good new experience yeah. for me. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. A lot of things that is that's the way it's organized in the US. That's why I think uh, like last year we did the PNT because I really like it. I like the the culture, the people. Uh, the it's more like it a scene. We don't have a scene. We don't have a scene in Europe, and actually, we we hike well in a lot of places in the world, but mm-hmm. we've never seen a scene. It's um, like a, a group of people that want to belong there and share stuff, and like a community kind of thing. And people are helping each other out, and uh, we experience people just I don't know hiking for half a day with a whole barbecue on their back and just to give us a burger. Yeah. I mean okay. that's definitely not so something amazing. we will experience in Europe. Yeah. No. <laughs> no way. Yeah. People just stop in their car and start talking to you and give you an apple or or caches with food and it was like no that we, we hiked a lot in the US but it was mostly like a, a week or two maybe mm-hmm. uh 3 weeks maybe that's it and and you're you're on your own. And when we did the John Muir Trail, yeah. we didn't experience that either. But that's where we met the people that did the PCT mm-hmm. uh, because they had a bad snow year and they had to come back to do the Sierras. Um, so we started talking with them and that's how we yeah, knew about the PCT. And that's uh, that's when we thought we should do it. Mm-hmm. And then we found out the whole trail scene thing. Yeah. Uh, on the trail. Yeah. Yeah, it was really like uh, an experience, really like. Yeah, we have a name now. Yeah, we got the name. <laughs> People pick you up and, uh, yeah. And trail angels and stuff. And uh, yeah. I think it's awesome. I yeah. think it's great that you have that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's something that, from a foreign perspective, uh, maybe, uh, well, we met a lot of hikers on the trail. No, not a lot, but a, a certain group of, of, of long-distance hikers that are feeling a bit entitled, like it's the normal thing, and the, it's the trail angels and, and, and all, all of that. Peop- those people are there for them. Mm-hmm. But for us, from a foreign perspective, it's like, man, you should be totally proud that there are people just, I don't know, totally unselfish, trying to help you uh, get yeah, get help you with your goal and get you know, take you into your house and, and feed you and stuff. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's it, something it's we, fun. yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. And, yeah. and when we wrote the book, we wanted to have a couple of chapters in it to really say thanks in, in some sort of way for all the help and support we got from uh, the American people. It was, it, it was really amazing. Still is. Yeah. Ha- had you heard about it? before going into it nah. no not really not really we no. we read some 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 of those terms on on the pct facebook pages but for mm-hmm. us it was like okay trail angel i don't know what it is no or, it's we just only trail magic we only heard it from scouter photo when they when we yeah and they just said eh, stay at our home i was like stay at your home yeah just stay at our home we said well we just want to know a hotel nearby because we were just requesting information no, 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 you just stay at our home. It's like, why? It's, <laughs> and and it's, that was the first time okay. that we heard about, well, when we came there, that they were trail angels. And for us, we didn't know yeah. anything. We just thought, okay, they help us then. Okay, if they 
really want to help us, okay, fine. <laughs> it was strange yeah, for us. It felt, felt yeah. also very difficult for us because we're people that usually don't, we're more like people that give something rather than take something. Yeah. And um, so it felt really uncomfortable in the beginning to yeah. actually go into someone's house and eat someone's food without doing anything in return. Yeah. I feel, yeah, you too, we felt really uncomfortable yeah. uh, with the whole notion of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. At what, some point, sorry. No, I was gonna say what what changed that for you? I don't know. Um, well, at a certain moment, you don't have much choice on the trail. You have to accept things. You have to accept water caches, water from water caches. You 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 really need the help in, in certain moments, and sometimes you need to go to a, a place to get your food. And then, yeah, you need to have a ride. You can walk it, but sometimes it's too far. Or to be able to to mm. split the uh, the uh, the days in shorter days eh, and, and in, in stretches of five days, mm. then you need to be able to deliver a package to a location. And if that's only uh, a trail engine doing that, then yeah, then you, then you you need it. And and yeah, at a certain moment. Well, you get used to it. You hear from everybody. It's it's common. Yeah, and it then, feels at some point. And then okay, like then we just do it. And and also we talk to people, and they really like to help you. They really, yeah. uh, they really want to help you. It gives them a good feeling. And and sometimes uh, they feel like that. That well, they, I think we have a chapter about heroes, and that people say we're we really so we really like to help you because it gives us a good feeling and we can contribute to this uh, uh, very beautiful uh, hike you're doing and this accomplishment that you're doing so it mm. keeps yeah yeah did you guys i'm trying to remember did you guys stop at Casa de Luna and some of those other ones along the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. <laughs> Casa de Luna was a, was, a, was, a, was, a, was a fun place. It was really awesome. It was so typically different than the other places. Yeah. We only had a few places where we stopped. We didn't go to all of them. But Casa de Luna, I really insisted. And I didn't want to go in the beginning. <laughs> like, Why should I go there? It's off the route. And uh, I said, well, I heard about it. And it should be fun. It should be different. And... And I mean, then we meet all the people and we can have fun. And uh, yeah, it was really, and, and even we were prepared that it was a, yeah, a fun place. It was really, <laughs> even then we were surprised by all the things like the photograph with, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with, uh, with a naked butt. With a naked butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still have to laugh about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're so friendly and. And yeah. it was like like being back in the seventies. Yeah. Um, we enjoy those people. It, it was it was really a nice place. Yeah. Uh, and I'm yeah. Well, she's a really sociable people. She mm-hmm. likes people and interact. And and I'm more like a loner. I like wilderness and stuff, and I like animals and not too many people. <laughs> <laughs> so so she had to convince me to go. I said, oh no, two days with people. Mm-hmm. This is wilderness. I want to continue. I mean, just grab a package and go. And ah, uh, no. And she said, "Yeah, you, you will love it." I said, "No, I won't." Said, <laughs> <laughs> but I did, and yeah, I we, wouldn't have missed it for the world. No, uh, afterwards, we, we yep. painted rocks. And, you did. Uh, <laughs> oh, I did painted rocks, and 
we, we you chip some, a lot with the girls there. Yeah, chat with the girls and, and drink some beer and celebrate the yeah. birthday of how she called. Yeah, I like sharing the stories with other hikers. Yeah. What, what I like is that you hike roughly the same trail, yeah, roughly, and everybody, even within a week or so, when you see someone, they have totally different adventures on that same trail. Mm-hmm. And that's what I found amazing. We heard so many different stories. And as it were just five weeks on this trail, and and I hear so many things that I haven't seen or heard about or things that people experienced. I think mm-hmm. we're thinking of maybe in the future do it again, the PCT, and um, and just maybe start in a different, uh, I don't know, different month, maybe earlier or later. And then... You experience the the scenery is different, but also the people. Uh, wildfires might be different. Um, snow might be different. Um, water levels, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think every year will be a totally different experience for people, mm-hmm. even if you just do a section or something. Yeah. yeah. So we're thinking of maybe doing it again. Yeah, yeah. or we do it the other way around. That's oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. also thought of maybe doing it north to south. Yeah. yeah. That could be fun as you're passing everybody coming up. Yeah. Yeah, but then, yeah, that's why I don't like going (laughs) (laughs) north to south because you only see the people a short time. And I really like to see them in between because for me, yeah, you build relationships. For me, it was like family and friends. Uh, It's really good to to see each other once in a while and then you hear the stories and what happened to them and sometimes people do some side trips or go with family and you just want to know how how they're doing and if they're still on the trail. That's Mm -hmm. what I was always curious about. Are they still on the trail? Are they going to make it? Because everybody wants to come to the end. Yeah. Did you find yourself kind of following other people's uh, hikes at the same time that you guys were hiking through social media or Facebook or whatever, um, at doing what you were just talking about in terms of saying, oh, are, are they making it? Are they still on the trail? Maybe we'll meet up at some town in the future. Yeah, but just with a few, not with all of We met a whole bunch of people, but yes. just a few, we think. But mostly it's like we just didn't want to um, put our cell phone on, basically. Um, For us, hiking in nature is you're there and you want to experience the moment that you're there. Mm -hmm. So we do not want to get distracted by um, being on the smartphone all the time. Um, You get this amazing experience that you're still able to do so, that you can still hike, um, that your body still tolerates all of that, that your mind is still okay. so even with financing and everything, it's like we're realizing that we're very lucky people just to be there. So to get distracted all the time by all kinds of stuff. Uh, no, we, 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 yeah. we always decide to really enjoy the moment that we're there. Yeah. Um, and then we're always getting in some after a couple of weeks, uh, all the noise from home, um, like from work the things that are going on um yeah things that you think are important are totally not important and so after four or five weeks it's out of your system you're really into a zone and we try to be in that zone for as long as we can 
and uh, and enjoy like the day. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. And sometimes we meet up with hikers, um, but it was mostly that we meet them in town somewhere in, town, in, in yeah. the resupply point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you always see some people that you know. Yeah. And uh, that's that's how yeah. it usually went, I think. Yeah. And sometimes we check online for specific report, uh, but only when we are in the town. Uh, when we had a package yeah. which didn't arrive, we reached out and yeah. and, and asked for help. But normally we yeah, no. we just leave the cell phone off <laughs> yeah. unless we need it for buying something or, yeah. Yeah, new shoes online or yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Or if you want to have a hotel somewhere and then, uh, yeah, it's time for a hotel and uh, have a good scrub. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's about it. We hardly use it. Yeah, we take photos with it, but yeah. that, that's about it. That's yeah. You guys yeah. traveled, I think, mostly by yourself. Like you weren't as part, you weren't part of a larger tramley per se. You mean with the group of people that we've met? Yeah, I mean, you met people and you were potentially in a bubble and you were moving back and forth among them, but you didn't necessarily uh, coordinate your efforts with anybody else. No, in the beginning, we had a few people that we hiked with because we started on the same day, but yeah, it was off and on. Sometimes we uh, discussed and said, okay, which camp are you going to stay? And then we thought, yeah, that's the same camp. So we just go there because it's easy and yeah. and it's nice to see people. But uh, yeah, mostly we did. Uh, it was uh, mostly in the desert yeah. because then um, there are only so many places where there is water. Yeah. So you say, okay, let's meet up there. And some people hike faster than us um, because we took it slow on purpose. So we always were uh, first ones to go and probably the last ones to arrive. <laughs> and, uh, but that's okay. And then we met them. And, and sometimes like that or Dundee, uh, they hike with us uh, for about a week, just, yeah. just for fun, just having fun. And then it's time to let go. And then they see other people and that's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they move on and maybe later we see them and maybe not. Uh, yeah, sometimes it's just fun to hike a few days with, with one extra person or a few extra person, but normally we did it on our own, yeah. Yeah, yeah or um, what was his name? Um, uh, the, the American Marine. What was his name? Uh, Little Bear. No. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, it was this guy. Uh, oh, Rob Steady. Yeah, Rob I know. Steady, yeah. Rob oh, Steady. so here we are hiking yeah. with him a couple of days. It was, an, it was a really funny guy. He's yeah. one of those uh, triple crowners that, that everybody wants to be in America. Yeah, and um, he, um, but he does it just for being on a trail. That that's part of his life, and uh, we hiked with him off and on. So we hiked with him a couple of days in the desert, and then it was time to let go again. And then we found some other people, and then uh, we met again. I think a couple of days in no, that was at the end of the Sierras at South Lake Tahoe, and then we hiked again for about a week. And then we hiked in Washington for about a week or Oregon. Yeah. So it comes uh, and goes. Um, it's, yeah, you hike together and then you let go at some point. That's totally fine. Yeah. That's yeah. sometimes nice to get different conversations. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of different <laughs> conversations. Yeah. <laughs> Was there ever any sort of push-pull between Andre's desire for nature and solitude (laughs) Mm -hmm. and 
your desire for more social interaction and and having those those conversations with with the hikers and and people and stuff like that yeah there was sometimes i like sometimes that uh, I, yeah when we were hiking with with an extra person i really liked it and at a certain moment i said i think it's enough <laughs> yeah that was usually about Three or four days. Three or four days, yeah. And then, so then it's like, okay, I think we were on this trip together. <laughs> talking to that person. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's jealousy. I'm not usually a jealous person, but at some point, maybe it's attention. I don't know. Mm. I think maybe. Mm. Yeah, maybe I was longing for, yeah, okay. Now I need some attention. I guess it yeah. was something like that. Oh, <laughs> now I need you for my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I've seen enough plants and animals. Uh, I want you back now. <laughs> <laughs> I need a little social. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Nah, but it usually was okay. Yeah. yeah. I think we had more sometimes uh, the, uh, let's say, differences on, let's say, risk-based things, things oh, yeah. which had a risk. Uh, like uh, I wanted to continue because it was uh, – I know pouring rain and it has a very thunderstorm, which and we were almost exposed <laughs> to it. So I was wanted to go, and he just said, "Oh, it's beautiful. I want to take some pictures." And so then we had more discussions, and uh, yeah, yeah, we also had once in a while that we we had a fight, and then we we walked uh, out of sight of each other for uh, a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah, but it happens. Yeah, did that kind of separating a little bit for the day help because I mean at the end of the day you still have to camp together you still have to get into a small two-person whatever tent together mm-hmm. um it can make it challenging I think, I think we're lucky because um uh, we used to be guides in the mountains and we met each other there so we're used to being uh, alone but also being together for a long time because at some point we started to do it together and um, so we were used to sleep in a tent for most of the year anyway so um, so yeah this was more like a continuation of what we already knew um, it was not like that we needed space mm-hmm. it was nice sometimes but it's not like well, some couples we met on the trail that like they started out with a really good relationship and it was gone after a couple of months because they found out who they really were (laughs) (laughs) or wanted to be or maybe were not the person they thought they were or all kinds of stuff happens in your mind. And um, so, no, for us it was like, uh, yeah, well, we know each other a long time and we know when someone needs some space and then we just give it to them. Yeah, usually after a couple of hours then, I was longing for to see him again, and he just thought, "Oh, maybe yeah, that's not a necessary fight." And then we come together, and then we hike together, and then we camp nicely together. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's yeah. usually how it went. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes that he was already, "Oh, I can buy this, and I can buy that, and then I can walk alone." And I, then I said, "Well, if you want to walk alone, I go home because I don't want to hike this trip alone." So then I will stop. So. Yeah, that was a good one always. Yeah, it's a good one uh, always. Like, because uh, it didn't I, I like don't want to do this one on my own. And, <laughs> uh, 
But I'm a guy, and a guy usually has to cool down for about half an hour after a fight, and then he's he's usually nice again, and then, and she knows that. So, <laughs> yeah, but we we only had fights for things like I've well, we're to- two totally different people, and when I think that things start to get interesting is when the excitement starts. When I'm on top of a cliff or something, I look down and she she's starting to get scared. And I thought, well, I feel my heart pumping now. This is great. <laughs> and uh, or I don't know, like a, 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 a wading through a river with her. It's like I don't know, talking about it for an hour. I could have been on the other side by then. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that sort of fights. <laughs> and who cares if you fall in and swim? Uh, you will make it to the other side anyway. But that sort of stuff. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm she's cautious. cautious. You're very cautious. Yeah, I want to take always extra liter of water in the desert. And he said, oh, this should be fine. Yeah, but six <laughs> gallons. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted to take six gallons of water. I said, well, no way. <laughs> A person that is. Huh? Yeah. So, well, those kind of fights. And um, yeah. But no, usually it's okay. We had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, you can laugh about it. Yeah. 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 Or at least sleep together in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. In the moment. In the moment. Yeah. You can still make dinner together and, and uh, oh, yeah. sleep oh, yeah. in the same tent. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. And we have our chores. That's also for, uh, like we told you in the beginning, it's good to have routines mm-hmm. when you're yeah. away for a very long time. And um, so it's good to, when I get to camp, I do my chores, like uh, setting up the, 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 putting up the tent, uh, looking for a place to hang our bear bag uh, with the food and stuff, uh, making sure there's drinking water, all kinds of chores. And she starts to do the whole cooking thing because she likes cooking and I don't. So, and then you have some time for yourself too, like just being, and being with your routines and, and it's a good way of winding down. And then you sit next to each other enjoying a good meal uh, with a good taste because most of the prepaid <laughs> stuff really tastes like crap. And yeah. uh, so over the years, we developed our own um, food um, uh, menus. Menus, recipes. Recipes yeah. that we like. And, um, yeah. and if people are interested, they're on our website. Well, most of them. Mm-hmm. I think you've posted 28 videos or something on our yeah. website for just lightweight meals. Just for if you like to see what we're eating, <laughs> and uh, it's lightweight. It's not ultra light, um, but uh, you cannot do ultra light with a good taste bud. I think. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's the challenge. <laughs> that is the challenge. Yeah. No. So did no, you like guys have a, a good meal? Did you guys resupply yourself? with prepackaged meals throughout the entire trail? No, we did we took a, a hybrid approach, we call it. So um we made uh let's say resupply boxes for about uh, a month in a row. And well in the beginning we also did some uh, buying at the place where it, it is possible. But then at a certain moment we didn't like to go every time that we go into town to, to, to go shopping for the next stretch. 
So then we started doing uh, resupply boxes for, for a month in advance. So we did just two days of buying and, uh, mm. and uh, dividing and put it in boxes. And then we just shipped it for the whole month. And then we did, don't, didn't need to care about it. And the advantage for this month is that if after a month you think you need more, you want to have different menus, you can change your mind. And, and then at that month, you just make different recipes or add extra food to it. And yeah, or forward the package if you come into a town and you know what's in the package and you think, ah, I don't want to eat that this week. I just forward it to a uh, resupply point further on the trail yeah. and just buy something here in the store and uh, to, so we can eat something else. Yeah. So yeah. the menus that you guys have developed or the the uh, the food for the mm-hmm. for the ultralight or sort of ultralight hiking um, is stuff that can be gotten in the stores that are along the trail, basically, and yeah. you can kind of mix and match those recipes as you go, yeah. Um, as opposed to something that you had to create back at home and ship to you or have somebody ship to you. No, that's we don't knew anybody in the United States that could be like a supporting crew or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're not used to that here either. So when we go somewhere, um, this is the approach we usually do. It doesn't matter which country we go to. Okay. Uh, you have to be self-sufficient all the time. You shouldn't rely on someone. Uh, if that's the yeah. trail angel or a friend or someone, uh, we believe in being self-sufficient. So the meals we make, you can buy in any ordinary supermarket, uh, not a, like a small thing, like a, a store that you have at a gas station or something, a convenience store, because they sometimes do not have everything. But like a regular small supermarket, that's yeah, you can you can make those recipes mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, no problem at all. So yeah, so usually when we come somewhere and start in a country, we just do the first two days of. Uh, shopping and making the boxes and sending it forward. And we had to make some adjustments uh, to our recipes because some things which are typically available in in, in you is not always available in America. So we did some adjustments. And I think the most on which are now on the the website are possible for American uh, shops. You can you can make them, in the but we also do it at, at smaller hikes. Like uh, a couple of years ago, we did the Colorado Trail, yeah. in, in the US, and that's about five weeks. So what we did is we we made four packages. We bought for five weeks of food, and we made four packages that we just sent to certain spots. So it was one day of buying food, and the next day of making resupply packages and sending them off. And so it's uh, two days of uh, sort of a stress moment, and then you don't have to think about anything anymore. Just go hiking. Yeah. Pick up your box and continue. That's it. Yeah. What are each of your favorite meals? Mm, I know. Oh. Do you know? I don't know. I have seven meals that I like. What's your favorite? <laughs> I like your rice Hawaii. Oh, yeah, my rice Hawaii. Hawaii rice. Yeah. It's all yeah. dried. It's, uh, well, rice, of course. And mm-hmm. then she puts some herbs in it, uh, like curry powder and, and, and that sort of stuff. And um, it has dried pineapple in there and some, I think, what, what do you put in it? You, you, you make it. Raisins or stuff? Raisins. Raisins. And nuts. Oh, yeah. Cashew nuts go in there, too. Yeah. And coconut, I think. Coconut. Coconut yeah. flakes. It's all very lightweight, dry stuff with a lot of protein. Mm-hmm. But it tastes awesome, like you're in an Indian restaurant. <laughs> you just sit there and see everybody eating their 
granola <laughs> bar or protein bar. And I said, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Just some little bit of effort. <laughs> As you watch them eating their their uh, rehydrated mashed potatoes or their top oh, ramen yeah. or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and cold salt bean stuff with something in there that uh, no, we tried it all and it just no it's it's not for us it's uh, <laughs> it's good for a week or so or something like that it's short time like like it's okay to be in a survival mode but if you're on a on a long distance trail you should be keeping your mind in all kinds of way in a positive positive way mm-hmm. and having a having a good moment with a healthy nutritious nice meal every evening yeah, it doesn't make us rush to the McDonald's. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. What about uh, you? What is yeah, I was thinking about it. I think I like the hot lightning. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's typically Dutch with, with mashed potatoes and with uh, apples and with uh, cinnamon. And uh, mm. yeah, I really like that one. And it's easy to make, but it's really like, I like apples. So that's why. <laughs> I like this. So you put a few extra in there. What? You put a few extra in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of apples. <laughs> a lot of dried apples. Yeah. And, and you, yeah, you have a bit of cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like glue. Like, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't look like anything. When she's making it, it's like, I don't want to eat this. But then when you put it in your mouth, it's like, yeah, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get beyond the look of it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look that pretty, but it's, it tastes good. It tastes good. That's good. Yeah. Circling back to when we were talking about your, your heat stroke, I just was thinking in my head, did you have any lingering issues from that? Or did you pretty much kind of recover the next day by the next day? And mm. To think about that one. Um, I remember my headache wasn't really gone the next morning. Um, but being fit to hike, yes, I was. Um, but I had a good night's sleep and I hydrated a lot. I'm not sure, but on the other hand, it's only 15 miles a day that we did. Mm-hmm. So uh, we took a lot of extra breaks. Yeah, uh, we, we took were it slowly, about yeah. 45 mm-hmm. minutes of hiking and then take a 15 minute break in some shady place just to be sure. But I was okay that day, I think. Yeah, it was not that bad. No, no, not really. No, no. That's it's a good thing. They um, lucky. But, um, yeah, I was lucky, and she was there, and uh, there were some people coming, and uh, uh, they helped you and and, and me mm-hmm. get to the camp. So yeah. and there was some trail angels there, and I could sit uh, in the shade there, and they gave me a banana. And um, and then we went into that sort of a small. Uh, it's not a lake. It's more like a big pond or something. Lake Marina. Just Friend. sorry. Lake Marina. Lake Marina. Maybe I'm, I'm not so good at names anymore. Lake Marina. Yeah, was, was that Marina? Yeah, yeah that was, was in the beginning. Lake. Yeah, yeah it was, it was in the second day or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, first day. Yeah, yeah. And so I just went in. Or we went in, and I cooled off, and then afterwards I just went to bed straight away and slept all night. So. Yeah. Did you have any other issues out there, like physical issues? Mm. Yeah, you started with uh, a physical in- injury yeah. before we started the hike. 
I, I trained too much. He trained too much, so he had really like uh, pain in his knee or behind his yeah. knee, yeah. and that's why we also needed to start slowly. Yeah. And but that I think after a couple of weeks went fine, and later on you only had uh, do you call it blisters? Blisters, yeah. Blisters. Oh, awful blisters. I had a week of awful blisters. Yeah. yeah you called you called them names. Yeah, I started <laughs> the names because I had a blister on top of a blister, and the blister that was underneath was starting to get bloody, and yeah. and my callus was that thick, so I really had to to take out a knife to cut it all away and it was like uh, and then it's like more like an open wound and you put some compete on it and i really needed some new shoes that was the holes or inlay soles and so i knew what was the problem but uh, we were still about a week away from my new shoes so um i just had to tough it out basically yeah, yeah. So that was that was that was a rough week. That was and I was walking on uh, ibuprofen basically the whole day. And um yeah, you know blisters. And once you are starting with the hiking with the blister is painful, but as soon as you're in for five or ten minutes, you don't feel it anymore, but you don't want to stop. And that that was how the day was. <laughs> and uh and then day after day. That was a bad week. But then I got some new um, new shoes, um, um, and the funny thing was my shoes still looked really good, but they had, I think, maybe 600 miles on them. Yes, they just started. And so they looked, from the outside, they looked, still looked pretty good, but the inside was just uh, torn, was, was gone. Yeah, deteriorated. Yeah, not flexible, not too flexible. flexible, I don't yeah. know. Not supportive, and, uh, not cushioning. Exactly, that sort of stuff. All yeah, stuff. Yep. you really need to change it. Yeah. 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 Did yeah, you? He was a little bit. Go. <laughs> he was a little bit stubborn. I was. <laughs> I had a schedule. Like I want to change then, and I want to change then, and so I kept my took my schedule. And he said, "Oh, they look good. I don't need to change them." No. And then, yeah, and then he got the uh, blisters. <laughs> and then I got in that week. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. We're yeah. <laughs> different. I know. <laughs> it's the yin and the yang. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This is a good example of yin and yang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so totally guy, and you are so totally female. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Totally true. But it 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 ends up taking a little bit of both in order to get successfully through a trail. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I. Probably would not have done certain things if it wasn't for her, um, because I'm more like a risk taker, and um, let's say she kept me safe, and um, I didn't do dumb stuff <laughs> that I normally like would the do. ridge with the incoming storm. Yeah. Oh yeah, that sort of stuff, and uh, oh yeah, that was was it the PNT? That was the same thing. Is we were at what was it, Cathedral Pass or something? Yeah. It was called, and it was lightning on top of us, and it was beautiful. It was purple, and it was lightning all over the place. And but we were on the on this pass, and and it was like it started to snow, and she wanted to rush down all the way down. And I was like, this is too beautiful. You you could actually feel the thunder go straight through you like a cannonball. It's one of those experiences you hardly get. So I was totally enthusiastic about it. And she wanted to run him down, <laughs> which was obviously the right choice. But yeah, I had yeah. to really pull him down. I really like, like, come on here. Yeah. Because uh, 
And then it's it, yeah, it did strike on on the ridge. So yeah, it did strike on the ridge. We saw yeah. some rocks coming down. Yeah, yeah. so it was yeah. good that I put them <laughs> away there. <laughs> yeah, but the same with bears and, and 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 animals. I'm usually like, oh, there's a bear. Hello, bear. And you're like, ah, oh, let's go the other way. And, <laughs> yeah. That's right. You guys yeah. had quite the bear encounter on the PCT. I mean, I'm sure yeah. you had a number of bear encounters, but there was one in particular that I was thinking of where you had to get a little uh, in its face, shall we say. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very scary morning of moment mm -hmm. during the evening. When we started the hike at night, we thought, oh, then it's cool. And it, uh, it was at the end of the day. I, know. Oh, well, the I don't know if we're talking about the same thing. Are you talking about the one at night or the one on the ridge? There was one that we had uh, a bear in the night. And there was one that we were eating cinnamon rolls, and then there was the this bear. Roll. And the ah, cinnamon roll. Cinnamon roll. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the other one. Oh, sorry. Yeah, just just go to cinnamon roll. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was just dumb. Uh, we were just dumb. <laughs> we should have known better. Um, uh, but yeah, if you don't see a bear for a while, it's like they're not there, but they are, and. Um, so we were in this uh, lovely, tiny little village of Etna. I think it was Etna. Yeah, yeah it was Etna. Oh, there was amazing yeah. cinnamon, cinnamon rolls. rolls, like this huge. Sticky buns. From the bakery. Kind of like, like, like as big as your head. Oh, yes. And we said, ah, we should take a couple for now and for our evening dinner. and Or as a dessert. I don't know. But we took a lot. And um, But... When you leave Etna, when you're on the ridge again, there's, well, it's basically a ridge, so there's not that many places that you could put up a tent in, uh, in the first miles. So um, we found a spot and that well, had a nice overlook over the valley below, but uh, we were literally with our, well, our backs to the wall. It was a tiny spot for a little tent. And we said, ah, we'll be okay. You know me. And <laughs> so we were not. And... Um, it was um, so we were eating the cinnamon rolls, and uh, the wind was downwards. And so at some point, there was this bear. A bear was uh, right in front of us. It just put up his head, and it was like, "This smells good." It was like, "Hey, it's right there." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we had to do something uh, because you were uh, you were cooking at at, at that time. Mm -hmm. So she was pushing everything in the in the ursac. And um, in, in, in the bear-proof bag. Um, and, yeah, I just needed to get into his line of attack. That was basically what I had to do. It was a black bear, so uh, luckily not a grizzly. Uh, I don't think there are grizzlies out there. No, I'm not sure. No, no it was you know, yeah. too low. Huh? Yes, too low. But it was a black bear, so I knew that it wouldn't attack. It shouldn't. Mm -hmm. um, um, but you never know. It's an animal. And uh, so, yeah. uh, very cautiously, I walked up to her, and and we were trained in bear uh, behavior by Alaska Rangers when we were working in Alaska. And so we knew how to deal with bears, and that saves um, saves a lot of stress because you just look at them and know that that they talk to you, basically, uh, in their postures, mm -hmm. or uh, how they move, or how their ears are. And if you know bear behavior, then you basically know uh, what it's saying. And it was more like, oh, I'm curious. I don't want. I don't know what to do. It doesn't didn't feel aggressive. 
So I said, okay, uh, I said by myself, I can move myself towards you and scare you off a little bit. And so we started to talk in a low voice, uh, firm. And slowly I walked towards it and I said, hey, uh, it's time for you to move. And then it still didn't know what to do because it wanted to eat. And <laughs> the I cinnamon roll. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, nice cinnamon roll. But she was here and I was there and, and the bear was there. So I had to move in, in, in his line of sight towards the food. And then I did. And then I walked to walk towards it. And I just started talking and I said, hey, bear, go away, bear. Huh? Yeah, you're a nice bear, but it's time to go. Uh, well, that sort of stuff. And then, um, yeah, it, it still wasn't sure what to do, what to do. And then I just started banging my sticks and my, and my, and my poles, my hanging poles. Mm -hmm. And I clapped my hands very firmly. And then it got scared and ran away. Yeah. But I was pretty close by then. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't want to go. No. And I think we had both our hearts pounding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, so yeah. Yeah. It was a moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But there was there. It didn't sound like there was really any space for you to move. No. Other but place. But we're not there. No, but it was like we were on this on this small little plateau kind of thing, and then it was pretty small, and then it was it was not like a drop uh, drop down, but it was more like steep slope yeah. going down, and and there was a lot of bushes there, so that's stupid too because usually. When you know you're in bear territory, you should camp at an open spot, at least when you have at least uh, 360 sight around your foot. Right. But, um, well, yeah, it was just dumb. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should have eaten the cinnamon roll just in town. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and then... just we try not to, to eat too many, let's say, uh, food with a lot of scent. That also mm -hmm. helps, especially when we go into grizzly country. I don't take any... Uh, uh, grizzlies are bad. Yeah, yeah, like no fish and no... Uh, how do you call it? Salamis. Salamis and these kind of things. But yeah, we're still not in the grizzly country, so I thought we could do it. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But coming back to your question, it was like uh, we were on this plateau. There was this steep slope downwards. There were bushes and he was and I was going towards it. And and then... It just ran to the side, and there was more like an open terrain there, mm -hmm. still steep, so you couldn't put up a tent, but it was open. Mm -hmm. And it was basically its only way for him to escape or go down back, back, back down again through the bushes. Right. And um, so we just ran to the open spot. Yeah. And uh, that was what I was hoping for. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't don't corner him. But no. make yourself feel or appear bigger and louder and yep, yep. And yeah. all of that. It always must have a place to run to. Yeah. It must have an escape route. And in this case, he had. So that's where he took off. And uh, that, was, yeah, that was good. Mm -hmm. But no sticky buns after that. <laughs> <laughs> no more sticky buns. Yeah. So you mentioned the night bear. So... Care to uh, to share the story? Oh yeah, this bad night. Yeah. Bad night. Oh, oh yeah, we started hiking in the at the end of the day. We just came out of Kennedy Meadows, and uh, it was a hot day, so we started in the evening. We thought, oh, it's nice. We had the moon shining, so we were hiking without any lights because we could see everything. Yeah, it was so beautiful with yeah. all the stars and the lights, even though we were walking uh, sometimes uh, through uh, woods. 
And then at a certain moment, we just hear something. Eh? Normally, you hear your own footsteps, and then we heard something, and we couldn't see very far. We could see where we could walk, and just a little bit ahead, and there was enough for walking, but we couldn't see that far. So it's like, what's this? What's this? It sounded scaring. So we picked our, our lights from our backpack and then started shining. And then we saw this eyes and then we saw this bear. And it was like, <laughs> oh, these were scared. We were scared. Like, oh, my God. What's going to happen? <laughs> What's going to happen? And, yeah, you have a light beam, which is very small. So at the moment that he moves, you have to follow him. But, yeah, sometimes you couldn't follow him. So when he went down behind that small, yeah, let's say, uh, alley, gully or something we couldn't see that we we didn't show if it was coming towards us or away from us and then we tried to follow him and we shine everywhere it's so scary it's so different that at night and during the day and then uh, he came closer and then we uh, started, started drowning even at some point yeah and then we started uh, shouting and uh, clapping over with, with our sticks and then uh, and then we didn't saw him again, so we would keep on shining and shining. And then certain moment we just yeah. didn't know where it was. And then so we start moving forward a little bit. And then uh, yeah, I keep on walk looking backwards because I always thought that maybe it just comes from the back and then attacks us from the back. So it was really, really scary. Even at night when, when we were in the tent, it was like um yeah, you're like hyper alert to every little tiny sound you hear. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay, we're in this tiny nylon yeah. thing. And uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you us. And this is the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the day before we met a guy in Kennedy Meadows, he had a T-shirt that we had to laugh about. It was like, um, I'm trying to, uh, let me see, what was it on? It was like, for a bear? Uh, no, it was like, um, a sleeping bag, but someone in it is like a soft taco for a bear, yeah. or, or something like that. <laughs> it, was, it was it was a great text on his T-shirt. Yeah. It was like, hmm. Soft tacos tonight. Very soft tacos tonight. It's like okay. Yeah. Speaking of, I guess soft tacos, so to speak. What are your trail names? Oh. I know it's an interesting no, segue, name, but <laughs> my trail name is Cookie Monster because I wear a, a blue pants, and uh, especially in the beginning, I, I eat a lot of cookies. Well, after that, I always I always <laughs> like cookies, <laughs> but uh, we bought so much cookies that it didn't fit the backpack, so I put them on the back of the pack, and then everybody saw my cookies and my blue pants. So that's why I got the name Cookie Monster. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and I'm Morning Star, and. Um, I got the name because we started really early, as mentioned before, and um, in the beginning it was, I don't know, maybe after a day or five, six or something, and we were still in the desert, and um, as mentioned before, we started hiking really early in the night, so uh, in the morning, and so um, when we were up the mountain, the hikers that woke up at uh, eight or something, um, they saw a shining light always on the mountain somewhere there. Yeah. Hey, they're the morning star again. <laughs> and so I got the night morning star because uh, we were the shining light in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is he isn't he isn't the morning star no, because he's really morning person, no. difficult person. He doesn't no. like to go up early, so he's not the star at all in the morning. <laughs> no, and I thought it was a sissy name. 
I am a bit macho sometimes. So I thought, can't you give me one of those Native American names? Like, I don't know, uh, Flying Eagle or uh, I don't know, cool name, Morning Star. Hmm. I don't know. Sounded a bit like Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, oh, give me something else. But then, then she said, uh, the lady that gave us the name said, no, 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 it's a cool name and you have to look it up. It's also a medieval weapon. And then I thought, oh, okay, I can live with this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, morning start it is. Yeah. Had, had people told you about the fact that you didn't have to or you could not accept names? Um, or We were told that. Sorry? Sorry, yeah. what, what were you saying? Yeah, I think, well, they said that you could, I think, uh, reject the names twice. And then the third name you have to accept. So so you don't have a choice. That's what they said. That yeah, was. Yeah. Is that not true then? <laughs> I think that, I think that the rules aren't quite that stringent. Okay. <laughs> Particularly considering probably what names are, are, uh, proffered out you know like somebody somebody could if that if that rule was strictly adhered to somebody could very easily um mess with you pretty badly on the the third mm. attempt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 we met a guy and his name was butt plug and it was hilarious <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he got his name because he um he couldn't poop for five days, so they gave him that name. <laughs> and and he, he thought it was so funny that he, he kept it. He kept it. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I don't know. You're not going to keep a, a name like this, but like, but yes, he really, he really liked it. it he like, really liked that name, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Did I have a note and I'm trying to remember what it is here. You guys had some interactions with rattlesnakes along the way. And mm -hmm. I've got this note here that's about a hearing aid lost. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, you remember, I can't oh. hear the, the, yeah. the noise that it makes. I am uh, partially deaf. Uh, well, I can hear with one side for 30% and with the other for 70%, but that was after the surgery. So um, um, I used to be in the army and when diving, I, uh, well, we had to go up really quick for, for a reason and uh, my ears popped. So okay. both my eardrums were gone. Uh, it was an emergency ascent and uh, normally you have time to, to clear and everything, but mm -hmm. now uh, we couldn't. But anyway, uh, so I couldn't hear for a while. I couldn't dive anymore. Um, but they gave me a new eardrum, and the other one healed reasonably well. So I can only um, hear with, an hear with two hearing aids. Um, so I can only hear high-pitched bird songs, uh, crickets, and that sort of stuff with a hearing aid, and rattlesnakes. And you can I hear rattlesnakes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after a couple of days, I lost my hearing aid. It, was, it is somewhere in the sand in the desert still. <laughs> Um, and that was for my bad uh, ear. So um, you had only one at that time. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I had only one at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, other, yeah. the was, other one was later. It was later. It was later. It was still okay, but I couldn't hear it anyway. So when, when we were hiking, she always um, heard the rattlesnakes because the, the, the sound they make. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. So I sometimes almost stepped on a rattlesnake or went close to the bush without knowing there was a snake in there. So I'm glad she was there. She was always telling me, from, hey, watch out, and uh, there's some, yeah. something in there. That's why I always, most of the time, walked up front yeah. so that I could recognize it. But it was difficult. It was so, difficult. Yeah. And then he walked behind me. But then there are also snakes which weren't making that noise, and they really look like yeah. just sticks on the trail. So, yeah. And I was just stepping over them, and, and then the only way, just, and then it popped up. So the snake did... Uh, wake up or was was uh, got active and then Andre just had a snake in front of him. <laughs> yeah. And we're not used to snakes because yeah. um, the only snakes here that, that live here or in most of Europe anyway and there is a, are not poisonous. There's basically only one poisonous. It's a viper. But you hardly ever see them because they're, they're pretty shy. And so when you're out in the forest, even in the wilderness areas, you never think about snakes. So you have to for us, it was really, yeah, getting adjusted that there are biting animals there. That, <laughs> <laughs> it was just not th- something we were used to. And uh, and what you just said is when, when she started walking with all the dust and suddenly she just steps over a snake, which she didn't see, and then suddenly it was right in my face. I was like, what? And then... Yeah, I, I, I have mixed feelings about the desert. <laughs> I still want to do the Arizona Trail at some point in time, but um, no, no, or the Hayduk Trail, but the water carrying and the snakes, we're still not sure. But no, I no. think those are awesome trails, but I don't know yet. <laughs> the, the desert and you need an intervention. Sorry? The desert and you need an intervention. You need to repair your relationship. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of intervention. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, healing process. <laughs> yeah, start talking to snakes, maybe. Mm. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. Do you want to do it next year? We're not going to the US next year because of the Corona thing. But um, yeah, I really like uh, hiking, but this is always like. Mm, the carrying of the water, the ensure that you're not sure that it's there. I don't know. Yeah, a friend of ours, an American hiker, just uh, a couple of weeks ago sent us some photos from uh, from the Arizona Trail, and I don't know, but it's, it looks really pretty. It's pretty, mm-hmm. yes, it's pretty. Yeah, it's like something I really want to do at some point in time. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. it looks it looks pretty incredible, and I can only imagine. I mean, I. I've hiked in the Grand Canyon, but I can only imagine like actually going from the North Rim or the South Rim, whatever, all the way across. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but also uh, the whole Colorado Plateau with all the uh, geological formations. And uh, we saw it a bit when we were in Utah once, Mm -hmm. but hiking through it is a whole different thing. And I think that would be amazing. Um, But not next year, but uh, next year or coming year, we will be in Europe for hiking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I'll I'll tell you the same thing that everybody keeps telling me. The trails aren't going anywhere. <laughs> no, 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 that's true. No. 
The fields are not going anywhere. So they will be still there. Yep. When you guys got to Mount Whitney, Leanne. Yeah, we went. You had some issues. Um, Oh, yeah. That's right, Jen. (laughs) It's all flooding back to you now. Yeah. Yeah, I was really, really tired. Like, I couldn't go forward, and I, and I really thought that the day that we were going to do the summit, it doesn't feel good. We had the day before a very long hiking day because we wanted to make miles because it was going to storm, so we needed to yeah. go quickly. We heard that from a uh, traveler who came towards us from the other side. Yeah, and we were also hiking with um, oh, yeah, Cloud Rider, with, and he is used to more miles in a higher pace, so yeah, we were also yeah. tired. We also tired that. Yeah. So then in the morning I started hiking and I didn't feel right. I was I couldn't I couldn't go up and uh, when we uh, and you have this altitude and I thought it just didn't feel right. I just couldn't go and so I had to stop. Yeah, I had to stop and go down because and yeah, I had to disappoint the boys. But yeah, they could continue. But yeah, I I just stopped. I. Uh, and then when I got back finally to my tent, I did a very long. I slept the whole uh, afternoon mm. until they arrived. Yes, it was really tough. And still after that, I didn't know what happened to me. So later on, I, we went to. Um, but you feel, still felt there was something wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. days after. Yeah. So it was not the altitude. It was not only the altitude. It was the energy was gone. Yeah. It was really gone. It's like empty, empty inside. That's how it felt. Like you couldn't go, you couldn't go further. It was like, I don't know, even though you eat and you rest. It was, it was a tough time, yeah. But then um, when we reached um, our first stop in the Sierras, what was it called? Bishop? No, we ended up in Bishop. Yeah. It yeah. was um, a smaller town just before. I just don't remember the name. Forgot the name. But we ended up at Bishop. That yeah, day. we ended up. Well, we 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 went down. We got a pack, and then I said, "We have to see. We have to see a doctor because in this way I cannot continue." So then we, yeah, we had a <laughs> an hitchhike to uh, Bishop, which went pretty fine in the to go to. Uh, but yeah, going back is a different story. But let's first <laughs> go to the hospital. <laughs> In the hospital, they uh, they tested me, and then they said that uh, I had uh, not enough electrolytes and not enough. I should eat more. I was really like I lost so much weight that I was really at the critical level, and uh, yet then you don't have energy, and, and also I, I did lose too many electrolytes, so I had to resupply that. And when I did that the days after, it really helped. Yes, it really mm-hmm. helped a lot. But the but problem the, was that we were taking electrolytes, but not the not right enough. ones that were good for your body. Yeah. And not because enough. I had no problems, yeah. and, and but you did, mm-hmm. and we were both taking them. Yeah. yeah. But for some reason, it just didn't work. It didn't work. It were not the good ones and not enough. We, we had to do even more. So, yeah. So but did yeah, you, the hitchhike... Sorry? No, go... Tell me about so the hitchhike back was was really like uh, yeah we yeah, we spent the whole day there so it was around five we had to go back and then we got uh, we got it was a bit pretty difficult because it's a long stretch it was about fifty miles or something so finally we got a ride from somebody who lives on one third I think so uh, she dropped us up at the highway 
And those then, were the Indians. Yeah, those were the, the natives. The native yeah. Americans, yeah. And she was really, really nice. And she said, I have to leave you here because I live close by, I live there. So uh, so then we start waiting at this highway in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it was getting uh, darker and darker. And uh, people could hardly see us. And uh, we could wave, but they couldn't. Nobody stopped. <laughs> they yeah. couldn't. Yeah, nobody stopped. And certainly it went dark. And I was like, we didn't have anything with us. Not, not our tent, not our sleeping bag, not extra clothes, not food. It's like, what is this? <laughs> Because there was, they were still in the in the in the yeah, hotel that, were, that we booked. Yeah. Uh, from the town I still don't know the name. Maybe from. <laughs> the town with no name. Yeah. Sounds like an American Western. It's yeah. Good yeah. So we didn't have anything with us. It was like we were sitting along the highway. We can go home to a hotel, and uh, we don't cannot get a ride, and it's no, too much to to walk. So uh, finally, somebody was. But which came from the other side, so he was going to be, towards Bishop. He turned around and stopped, and because he saw a glimpse of us, we was finally sitting down because we, we got tired and we didn't know what to do. And he said, uh, "How are you doing? Are you feeling okay?" And then uh, we we started talking, and then he said, "Yeah, I have to go the other way." But yeah, we said, "Yeah, we, we want to go. <laughs> we want to go home." And then he said, okay, let's see if we can squeeze you in because he had this car full of full stuff, of stuff yeah, because yeah. he was moving from one location yeah. to another. And I said, I don't care. We can sit on top of each other and squeeze in somewhere <laughs> <laughs> as long as you bring us. <laughs> and he did. And he was so nice guy. So he drove all the way the 30 miles. I think it was, yeah, 30, it was 30 miles. He drove yeah. us to a hotel and adopted us off. And then... Uh, so we did the extra miles for us, especially yeah. for us. So it was really nice. But yeah, it was a nice, <laughs> different, a nice, uh, different experience. It was a, it was a strange day. Yeah. yeah. What did you change about the electrolytes and about what you were eating after that? So I took more uh, bars with me, so more snacks in between. Um, and... Um, I added also uh, protein powder to my mm. dinners or eat in the milk. And uh, the electrolytes were, um, how do you call it, were from a certain brand. Yeah, they, we, yeah, yeah. And they had the only electrolytes, so not a combination of electrolytes and vitamins. Yeah, you have uh, different brands. And what we bought were the, were the ones that you can buy in a regular supermarket in any mm. store mm -hmm. uh, in, yeah. in the US. So there were different brands, but uh, a lot of them have a lot of glucose and other stuff in it and a little bit of electrolytes. Mm -hmm. And what we're used to using here, the, those brands are not in the US. So we, we knew we had to take them, but we didn't know which ones. So we just bought the ones that were available in the stores. And these were from a pharmacy. Mm -hmm. So he gave us a prescription. And so we went to the pharmacy and bought a whole bunch of that stuff and put them in our boxes for resupply boxes. So, um, and we knew the brand and everything. So when we came into a bigger town again for doing resupplies, we just bought, went to a pharmacy, said, okay, we need this. Can we buy them off the shelf? Yeah, no problem. Okay. And, um, and those were real ones. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Like a full dose, dose type of thing. Or a, no, not a, sorry. I was saying full dose, but really it's, it's like pure electrolytes, the sodium, yeah. the potassium, the magnesium, the, yeah. all of that. Magnesium. All of that, yeah. The manganese okay. and zinc 
Yeah. 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 Um, potassium deficiency. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know the English names for those, but yeah. there were a couple of them. They were talk they were not in balance anymore. Yeah. Got uh, it. And you didn't have any more problems? Um, not at that time, but later on, when I think it was in Washington. No, was it Washington? Yeah, it was Washington, I think. When um, when we, I think after a few days we went to a little place and then we, oh, there okay. was a yeah. there was a how do you call it a celebration and they had a lot of uh, street food and uh, marketplaces and then I Backwood, ate I think it was called Peckwood, yeah, the white pass, yeah. Think it's a called white pass, white. yeah. I think it's called Peckwood. Yeah, and then I ate something. I think that it was the cause. And uh, then one or two days later, I really got sick. I really got diarrhea, very serious. And we had to continue, even though I didn't feel fit enough. I just had yeah, to, to continue because you only have limited food for so many days. You cannot lay in your yeah. tent or wait for two days. to. Be. So we really had to continue. And then... Um, it didn't stop. It just didn't stop. And I tried to eat all these like crackers and uh, uh, things, uh, but it didn't help. And then we reached another pass, Nocolomy pass. And then I tried another medicine because there was no doctor there or something you went there. On Imodium, so basically blockers. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, because you, you couldn't keep in, in, nothing stayed in. No. And, uh, but then we tried to continue with, with these kind of things, but it didn't help. So I really like uh, another four or five days, very difficult hiking, yeah, uh, very tough going, uh, yeah, losing a lot of energy. And you then were tired. We, you were extremely yeah, tired. That was that was I think one of my heaviest weeks that that I just had to push myself forward and I couldn't go anymore. And I was like. You have to go through it. You have to, to go to town and, and find a doctor. And that's what we finally did. Yeah, we, we met uh, some nice trail angels in uh, Skypomish. Yeah. yeah uh, Andrea and um, Jerry. Yeah. Um, Andersons, I think. No, no. The Andersons were in the desert. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, those two. Yeah. And... Um, they were um, they were extremely Dinsmores. Dinsmores. Yeah. They were extremely helpful. Yeah. Um, and they were like uh, like like your your parents that you cannot say no to, or or a grandfather or a grandmother is a you just can't say no. So uh, even though we were focused and we're unsure, and uh, uh, we had a bit of discussion again. But her health was priority one, but I was a bit anxious that she would stop. So we had a bit of a difficult moment there because it was so close to the border, basically, when you're so high up. So I just wanted to continue, but I also knew that that might be the end of it. Um, so for me, that was also a difficult time in a different way. Um, but anyway, coming back to her, the uh, they sat down and listened to our stories. And before we knew it, we were in a car and they drove us off to a hospital again <laughs> and, and they checked you out. Yeah. Those, that, that's one of the things I like about, and you guys really have to be proud of. I mean, the United States is in, in, a, in a whole negative way in the publicity the last, I don't know, years maybe. Yeah. 
But you guys really need to know that there are a lot of people out there that really love you guys for yeah. who you truly are. Yeah. And that's what we found on a trail like this. I mean, we've met so many amazing people that just do out of the goodness of their heart, if they're red or blue, it doesn't really matter. They're just good people. And we have met, especially on the PCT, a whole bunch of really, really, really good people. And I think that's something you guys need to hear too. Yeah. Uh, we're really grateful for that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think you're right. We sometimes forget the humanity of it all. Yeah. Um, and we're not used to it. And so suddenly you're in a car and they take you to a hospital. <laughs> yeah. They really liked, I think it was 15 miles or something to go to the hospital. And then we had to wait because, yeah, they have to do take the exams and, so uh, I think uh, Jerry. Jerry waited, I think, four or five years. Uh, I was in his car before we, yeah, we, we were fine and we heard that I had an infection and that I got some medicine and then we could drive back. So, yeah, he spent this whole day just for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's and, an amazing uh, Yeah, but, uh, yeah, we're really, really grateful for him because... Uh, yeah, at that time it went better. I could hike and it stopped and I felt the energy coming back. I could keep everything inside and uh, it was good. So yeah. it was really amazing what he did for us. In in their way, the trail angels and the trail magic save people's hikes. Yes. Yes. I think they save people's lives. They save people's <laughs> lives. Yes, yes. There is they that really too. Are. Yeah. They are so big part of it, yes. Um amazing people. Yeah. Mm. It it makes this trail so great to do. Yeah. Yeah, we, we said it in the beginning. We we've hiked in a lot of places in the world and nothing compares to the whole scene and, and not just the hiker trust kind of stuff. That's 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 more like having fun and, and <laughs> being who you are or whatever uh that's a whole different thing but that's also funny and nice but the whole experience for helping each other out in all kinds of ways the hikers helping each other out um it's like you start out and it becomes sort of like a community of people that are taking care of each other and helping each other trying to get to the end we only know of one trail in europe that has a bit similar but in a totally different way, and that is the Camino de Santiago. Mm -hmm. But it's just, this is more like a spiritual hike. So that's a different kind of people, but they also bond in their own way uh, because they all have something they want to share or are searching yeah. or all cuts their own thing. So that's a whole different trail, and it is with hotels and stuff. So not camping, but... Um, that is the only thing that I, I know of that has a bit of a trail scene. But there are different trail scenes. But it's all different trail scenes. You yeah. don't have so trail angels. There. For us, this 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 American thing is is is, is really cool. Yeah. 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 You should. And and the it. scenes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I I think that's one of the best parts of the trail is the. I mean the scene, but all of the the people that make up that scene, and all of the generosity that seems to just flow out of people. Yep. Yeah. On the trail yep. and associated with the trail. Mm -hmm. 
Did you guys feel homesick at all as you were, as you were going? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> let's say you when you you know that you, when you start that you will be away for a long time and even though i was prepared for it at a certain moment you're going to miss you're going to miss your your family your friends and uh, seeing them or hearing them it's just a little bit and uh and then when it's yeah it's mostly at the end I, I really felt it a little bit. And then at the, there was a, at a certain moment uncertainty if we could continue because of the fires. That, I think most of Washington. Yeah, that, that part. I, I really sometimes thought, well, if, if we cannot continue, I don't care. I, I also like to go home and sit on the couch and, and, and yeah. have, invite people and, and, and yes, see them. And, and that uh, was one of yeah. the things that we argued about. <laughs> Because I'm a real focused person, and uh, I can just put it. I know it will it will come at some point again, mm -hmm. so I don't have any problems of not having it now. Mm -hmm. So homesick is not really a thing for me because I know I can go home anytime I want to. Mm -hmm. um, but we still have we're sort of a mission, so we need to finish <laughs> that mission. So we're a bit different in that perspective, mm -hmm. and um, but I'm glad you continued because yeah. I don't. Mm, when we were at Skycomish, I really wanted to continue on my own, but I'm still not sure if I would have done so. Mm. Um, because you start together and you want to finish it together. And if she doesn't feel right and want to go home, yeah, then yeah, she's my partner. So you go yeah. home. Yeah. So, yeah, but that was not really like I want to go home because I'm homesick. But yeah, if, if we couldn't continue for one reason or another, I, I just thought, well, it doesn't. It's not that bad. I can go home and <laughs> I like to go home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like we had one moment that we saw, yeah, like unexpected, we saw two friends of us visiting. I think it was uh, oh, yeah. on three quarters. No, two thirds of it the was trip. in Manchester. Manchester. And it was amazing how much good that it does when you see yeah. just your friends for one day on the trail and you can talk to them and you can share things and and you just laugh together and it gives you so much energy. It's really like, oh yeah, that was good. They were um, yeah. they were from the Netherlands. That's where yeah. we came from originally. And um, so they were friends that came from the Netherlands to the United States and they we saw them on a the trip. And mm -hmm. um, what people in the, in the US maybe not realize is that um, you can talk to your family at home because you are basically in your own country. You are in some way still in your own country at home. It feels a bit, maybe you see radio, you see television, it feels more at home, although you're somewhere else. What maybe people from the United States don't realize is that from people that come from abroad uh, that speak a different language, you don't hear your language for half a year. You don't see the things you're used to for half a year. Um, and you get used to it. But we, we met a Danish girl, um, which was a funny story. You should read it in the book. Anyway, uh, but she, um, she, yeah. but she didn't hear Danish for, I don't know, at least four or five months. So she was going crazy. She, she only heard English and the food was different. Everything was different. And uh, it was like, I'm going crazy. I need to go home. She was really, really homesick. And um, and then, um, yeah, what we found with a lot of 
friends that we met on the trail from the US is if they have a, a need, uh, they can say, hey, why don't we meet up in Las Vegas? It's almost on the trail. <laughs> uh, why don't you go to South Lake Tahoe? It's just a small detour. Let's hang out there for a weekend. Yeah. Or some even go back home or take a bus because it's close to home. The trail is maybe somewhere they live in the West. Uh, uh, they go and see relatives for a couple of days and then come back to the trail. Uh, we've heard a lot of those stories to just to re-energize mm-hmm. so you can do the rest of the trail. But for foreigners, you don't have that option. And also, you only get a visa for half a year. So you have yeah. to finish within six months. You just don't have a choice. So it is a totally different ballgame. And, and and that's why I was pretty focused and I really wanted to finish it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah, it's not like, ah, oh, let's go home. And when we're re-energized, um, let's go back after a week or so. We still have uh, uh, plenty of free time and finish the rest of the trail. We just didn't have that option. So, yeah. You have to be more focused about it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, more prepared and more focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that we should um don't know <laughs> no, it's all, uh, already so much there are about 59 different adventures in this book <laughs> <laughs> and i think we haven't covered half of them <laughs> we've only covered a handful of them yeah yes, it's yeah. every day well not every day there were a couple of boring days too but Almost every day was an adventure. If you want it to be an adventure, it will be an adventure, <laughs> believe me. So, no. Um, well, no, I don't know. I think if you have a choice, then I would say grab the choice and do it. Yeah. Just do the trail because it gives you so much things that you can yeah, enjoy years after years of these adventure and, and this this experience it really is amazing well maybe i can i can say something um, related to that uh, it is said in this book in a number of different ways not so explicit as i'm going to say it now i think and that is that um oh, we're a bit older now and when we were in mid-20s that was maybe beginning of 30s that's what most people we saw on the trail were mm-hmm. Um, you're in a different mindset and um, and now that we are yeah well we're 55 now if you are a bit older and, and think I can't do it anymore or maybe too old for it or I think you can still do it no problem at all just start training and um, and even if you're young just what you said just do it because at some point in your life, you're not able to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. It can be maybe uh, you want to have a large family, a lot of kids, uh, or um, you have a job that you just can't get out of or too much, uh, I don't know, mortgage, other stuff that you have to pay at some point yeah. in your life. And not everybody is as fortunate as, as others. So if you have a moment in your life, just what you say. Grab the moment Grab and the do moment. it because do it. we see so many people around that, that wished that they have done something like that or just yeah. grab the canoe or kayak the Orinoco or some other thing that they thought would be totally cool in their life to look back to. Um, grab it. Don't be afraid of everything that may happen or what it will do to your relationships. 
if people don't want to see you afterwards, fine. Then they were probably not good friends anyway in the beginning. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, just do it. Just do it. It's just fun. It. It's really, really amazing. <clears throat> just do it. Enjoy. Yeah. Where yeah. can people find your book? Um, the book. The book. You can um, find on Amazon. Amazon. And, yes. And, uh, well, basically any store. Um, the other one, the big one, the Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. Them. Yeah. Um, but now if them, but now if them in physically in the stores, they could if they want to. Uh, but it is published worldwide, the book uh, in English. So basically, any country can buy it. Okay. It is focused mainly on the English-speaking countries. But if you're in Korea or Japan, you can buy it from Amazon if you want to. All those stores, even in Japan, have them. Um, at least from Amazon, I know of. Uh, yeah, Barnes and Noble system. Um, libraries have them in the US. I know that. Uh, rather, but you, you nice. buy it, but still. Um, <laughs> There's nothing but, like a um, real book in your hands. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. And we put a lot of effort in it, especially in the in the color version. There are basically three versions of the book. You have an ebook for people that want to read while they're hiking or something, mm-hmm. or they have an e-reader and don't want to have a physical book. The um, Ebook version is the uh, color version, that is this one. It has, un- well, not hundreds, but about 70 color photos. Each nice. chapter has one, mm-hmm. and it has a whole bunch of them. It is also a, a luxury version. Um, it has maps, colored maps inside. Uh, let me see. On all kinds of maps in there. Uh, the ebook is the same as this one, that is a special edition. And the other is, is, is the paperback, the regular paperback. Mm-hmm. So you can choose which one, and they're all available online. So, and the and the title again is? Well, Six Months with Three Pairs of Undies. <laughs> and it's a fun book. Yep. Definitely a fun book. It was, it was really interesting for me to get your different perspective coming from out of the country, you know, and and kind of like what we were talking about earlier about how different the culture is around long distance through hiking and that kind of thing. Mm. Where can people find you if they want to follow your continuing adventures or they want to reach out to you directly and have some questions? Uh, well, we have a website um, <clears throat> that we will not build around us, but around hiking. Um so what we tried to do was create, well, not a platform, that's too big of a word, but at least a place where people can find the basics um, if they want to go into long-distance hiking. So, and we are also called, outside the U.S., we're called the Friendly Hikers. Uh, that's That was our nickname before we got others, uh, <laughs> but we still call that way, the Friendly Hikers. So the website is called FriendlyHiker.com. Perfect. And there you can find also her recipes, the YouTube videos. We have a YouTube channel, which is called Friendly Hiker. Um, we also have Facebook page and, and Instagram, but we don't do much there. We're not really into social media, but we regularly post videos of great hikes in the world yep. and nice. um, uh, that we do. Um, and you sometimes, when you have a bunch of videos of, of uh, cooking, then see somebody has whole bunch of episodes again yeah and then um but the website is based basically for anyone who wants to get into long distance hiking wants to know the basics 
about gear choices, but also about um, what to do with bears, um, all kinds of stuff in there. Because we have hiked with lake bears, brown bears, grizzlies, and even polar bears. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you can find it all there. Close up photos. Oh, too. Perfect. So, yeah. Perfect. What was one of you, each of your favorite moments on the trail or, or moment, one of those moments that you think of um, often? Uh, I think the moment was when in the desert, when we came to a large river and it almost felt like a paradise. Oh, the oasis. Yes, the oasis. Uh, it's really like yeah. a very large river and I could put my feet in and I could lay down and we decided to stay there. So we did the whole afternoon. We didn't do anything. And it was really for me, the paradise in the desert. <laughs> yeah. mm, I have to think about that one. I don't think it is just one thing to make pictures. I can name just a couple. One of the things was on Forested Pass. I was totally ecstatic there. The view that we had that day was one of the best I've ever seen in my entire life. The, the, the Kings Valley just below us, the looking back and see Mount Whitney and, and everything there, it was amazing. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And the other one was, um, uh, there was Crater Lake, but that was because I was blown away by how beautiful it was. I've seen it on a documentary once on TV, but then when you're there and you see the size of that crater with the perfect blue water and everything, it was it just blew me away. I just got tears in my eyes just looking at it, and it, it, was, it was awesome. And and the other thing was that's what we talked about a couple of times. There was the warm and beautiful feeling I got from the people we met on the trail. I think that was one of the most amazing things that I totally was not prepared for. And I still cherish that uh, at this very moment. Yeah. And links for Leanne and Andre's episode can be found on our website at hiking-through.com. A very special thanks to Leanne and Andre for sharing their stories from the trails and Maya Wynn for the use of the song Try Again. On next week's episode, I'll be catching up with Eleven, known off-trail as Meredith Johnson, about her 2019 PCT adventures and how thru-hiking has ruined her life in the very best ways possible. I hope that this conversation, these conversations, inspire you to get out there and have a few hiker trash moments of your own. I'll see you on the trail.